look at that. I'm on a podcast. In this episode of An Older Gay Guy Show, I want to talk about identity. I'm talking about the same thing in my YouTube video this week on An Older Gay Guy Show YouTube channel. That'll be out this weekend, and I'm going to talk more about identity there. But I want to start the conversation here on the podcast. So, my name is Joey Hernandez, and this is something to do with identity. I'm not really sure what the title is. That's a long title. The 56th episode of An Older Gay Guy Show. So I am once again doing a little experiment here on the podcast. I was downstairs working out a while ago and I was filming some, uh, what are called B-roll shots. Uh, the things that are used for transition in videos. And, um, I had this idea and I said to Paco, <laughs> you know, a few weeks ago I did a podcast where I had been drinking a little bit of wine and as people commented on it and gave me feedback, it was a very positive experience for everybody that said something about it. So wouldn't it be fun if I drank a little bit more and did another podcast tonight? And he's like, oh, okay, that's. That sounds like a really reasonable idea. So I came upstairs and I had a couple glasses of wine in this very, the last like one eighth of a smaller bottle of red wine. And I didn't think that was going to give me enough of a buzz. So I went upstairs to Chris and Frank's area and I wanted to borrow a bottle of wine, but they didn't seem to have that kind of thing. But what was there was an open bottle of Jack Daniels. And so I poured myself a shot of that and I came back downstairs and I'm like, Paco, this is going to be an awesome podcast because I'm drinking Jack Daniels. So I drank that and I finished off the wine and now I'm doing a podcast. But in tonight's workout for me downstairs in the gym, one of the things that my mind kept flashing to was about identity and specifically about identity in the gay community. Having worked at two gay gyms here in Boston, the, the biggest gyms for gay people, I've mentioned in the past that I used to uh, do personal training in each of them. And I would also do abs classes in them. And I was also actually general manager of one for a short time. And you meet all different kinds of people from the gay community when you work at a gym. And oftentimes that gym experience of talking to people or socializing with different kinds of people will often move upstairs. And in one particular gym, what I mean by upstairs is that there was a gay, uh, restaurant bar, more of a bar and dance club, a little bit of restaurant. And so people would end up up there and you'd have this mix of people that the only thing, well, not the, I'm sure not the only thing, but one of the only things that join these people is the fact that they go to this gym. I suppose it could also possibly be they enjoy drinking, although I'm sure some people abstain from it. And of course, you know what I was going to say? And of course, 
the fact that they are gay men and women. But that gym was really a very interesting place. It was probably 80% gay, 85% gay. And there were straight women, especially that would go there and some straight guys that were cool with the fact it was kind of a gay gym. So I would meet all these different kinds of people and I would have conversations with them about various things in life and the things that we are experiencing and the problems we might be having. And often they would speak of their partner or their boyfriend or their friends and they would categorize them. One of the more frequent ones would be being a bear. Now, before I recorded this, I checked a little bit on the definition of what a bear is within the gay community, a little wiki kind of crap. And the definition was a gay man who is hairy and often is a larger sized person. So with that definition in mind, there are certainly people that pigeonhole other people into particular categories. The bear community always seems to be a very inclusive community. They welcome everyone. And the term calling yourself a bear, I think, basically meets those two criteria. At the very least, the hairy one. And secondarily, possibly on a larger size. I don't think you would say a larger sized person who is not hairy who has basically no body hair, would be a bear. I, I'm, I'm not sure how that goes. And the reason kind of that this was in my mind was I was thinking back to the 1970s when I first started going into gay bars. Now, if you listen back episodes ago, I did one about Pride 1973. And I was, I believe, 14 years old. And I went to this gay pride parade here in Boston. It was the second <laughs> gay pride parade that there had been. And uh, there was like 200 people or so that showed up. Now, I told the story within that episode of my particular experience of going to this gay pride parade and the people I met. And part of it was that I went into a gay bar at age 14 which is a bit unusual, I think you would agree, even in today's world. So I was very familiar with getting in, because drinking age was 18, so I, I had an ability to get into the bars and the dance clubs that I wanted to, you know, by the, at least by the time I was 16 or so. So again, we're still mid-70s, right? Early to mid-70s. And back then, people not only were within a community, but there were actual signals that people would give to other people that are in the bar to categorize them and let people know specifically what they were looking for. And that, of course, was the handkerchiefs. It made a little brief return a few years ago, I want to say, and then I don't think it's remained but it was one of those nostalgic things that are just oh so much fun to experience when you're not even 60. Nostalgia, oh my God. 
And the different hankies and the different side that you wore it on, on your jeans, and of course you wore jeans, would indicate what you were or looking for. I.e., let me give an example. Uh, I may fuck up some of these because <laughs> I never participated in the handkerchief thing, but I, I think I know the basics. So if you put it in your right rear pocket, you were indicating that you were a bottom. And if you put it in your left, you were indicating you were a top. Now, color-wise, I always get this wrong. I think fucking, I'm looking to fuck, would be a dark blue handkerchief. So a dark blue handkerchief in the right rear pocket would be, I'm looking to get fucked tonight. Pretty sure that's right. Although red, it just seems like red should be that because that's the big thing that we do for the most part, unless you step outside the, <laughs> the normal activities that one does. And so that was indicating, you know, I'm a, I'm a bottom and I'm looking to get fucked tonight. I believe light blue was oral sex. I, I could be totally off base on some of these, and I apologize, but I'm almost positive light blue is oral sex. So if you wore the handkerchief in your right rear pocket, shit, that isn't, I'm looking for it. You're indicating that you want to give it. Oh, because you're the bottom. Oh, this is so weird. Okay. Let me move on from, <laughs> from that one. Yellow was piss. I know that one for a fact. Brown was, I think you know. Um, what else was there? Red. Gosh, red. Uh, it's just stand out. I want to say it was like blood. No, it can't be. Because a lot of people wore red ones. That would be really bad if that was true. What the fuck was red? Somebody messaged me. And tell me what red was. Because it's going to drive me crazy. Okay. And, oh, I, I don't know if there's a colored handkerchief for it. But I know that if you had a little teddy bear, a little small teddy bear, tucked into your right, right rear pocket, you were looking for someone to cuddle with. And I'm pretty sure that would also... Uh, is it looking for bears? Shit. I think it's... <laughs> To cuddle with. Have another drink, Joey. I think it's to cuddle with. I'm not positive. And so we had these handkerchiefs. And a lot of us didn't participate in that because it, yeah, it just seems so blatant. And so, you know, you who this is everything I am and everything I'm looking for. Come and get it. Um, so, but, but I would look at people's handkerchiefs if I was interested in someone and they had one, I would certainly be looking at, you know, send all left pocket people way across the bar somewhere and keep the right, the right rear pocket people here, please. That was fun, I guess. But those handkerchiefs were defining your identity. Not, of course, your complete identity of what a person is, but it established certainly the role that you wanted to play and the particular thing you wanted to do while you're playing, which maybe that was a better way of doing things. It cuts down on a lot of problems. It's, it's almost, you know, you go onto certain sites 
sex sites, um, video sites. And if, you know, if you're looking for particular videos, you check off on a list of the kind of things you want to see. You know, I am a top or I am a bottom, you know, and you check it off. So we have these identities and I think we, we establish them in many ways our, ourselves. We often say that the straight world did and we'll use as an example if some guy and woman were, you know, somewhere socially and you were a gay couple and you met them, you know, people used to say that people would say, people used to say that people would say, <laughs> a lot of people would say, um, you know, who's the, oh, who's the woman, you know, asking and assuming that one of you is going to be in the wife position and the other one was going to be the dominant man position. And while that can be a very gray area, I think by saying I am a top or I am a bottom, I, not moves you into the wife living at home, taking care of kids uh, part, although there's nothing wrong if, if that's what you choose to do, but more of who is in the submissive, at least sexually submissive uh, role. And so we had, we've established some of the identities ourselves. And what I'm going to talk about in the YouTube video that is different from this is I want to talk about the identity that the outside world gives to us and talk a little bit about that. But within the gay community, certainly, we establish certain categories, certain uh, communities, certain lifestyles that a person pursues, and we have ways of indicating that, kind of cut through the bullshit. Back in the old days, you know, you'd meet somebody in a bar and you'd talk it up and try to get from what they're saying what they are, <laughs> top or bottom, I mean, and uh, you might suggest you go back home and you get there and surprise, surprise, <laughs> they thought it was the other way around. And I think a lot of us have experienced that, you know, it's kind of this uncomfortable, well, I don't really want to do the other thing particularly. And, uh, all right, well, let's, let's just blow each other <laughs> and go home. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. If you happen to be someone that not only goes to the gym, but works very hard at developing the muscles on their body, and they look like someone that works out or a bodybuilder, a lot of people within the gay community automatically assume, well, that person's into their body, taking care of their body, shaving their body, whatever, steroids, whatever, and therefore they wish to be kind of worshipped and they want to be a bottom. Um, I think that's true of like almost every bodybuilder, a gay, gay bodybuilder that I know. I swear, I think they're all bottoms. And, you know, they say within the community, when you go out to bars and, and hang out with people, sometimes they'll be drinking and they'll say, you know what, the entire world is just a bunch of bottoms. And there's like five people who are tops that, that we're all looking for at the same time. Well, first of all, yay me. 
I'm going to have a dandy time. Oh, I'm married. I, I used to have a dandy time. Within the gay community, we certainly, the guy side of the gay community, certainly have often commented on lesbians or lesbian couples. Part of the time, because we get into some fucking fight with them <laughs> that they they pick. Love you, lesbians. Love every one of you. But damn, calm down, girl. Jesus. So with the guys, I, I think we have kind of a bunch of little categories here we could be. There's certainly the bear. And I think that a lot of people, when they get older, kind of automatically gravitate towards that community because it is so welcoming. It is so non-judgmental. Believe me, based on other categories I'm about to talk about, believe me, bears are non-judgmental. It's incredible. So the bear, then there's the cub, which is either a younger bear or a shorter, smaller bear. And I'm pretty damn sure, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty damn sure cubs would tend to be the bottom. I'm not positive of that, but I kind of think so. At least if I was <laughs> with a cub, that's the way it would be. And uh, there's the otter. Uh, hairy but thin. And what else is there? There's the twink. <laughs> uh, there's the jock. Our muscle, muscle queen. Oh, God. Yes. Mu oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. You see, the, it, <laughs> you'd see in a gym, you'd see like, a gay guy who's a bodybuilder who's developed his body really good, and he happens to be like at the sink in in a, in a men's locker room, and you and somebody else are changing or whatever. You know, it's not uncommon for them to say something like, you know, oh look at that muscle queen, she's certainly thinking she's something. Or oh Christ, you know, it's it's horrible the way that we would put each other down. But category-wise, yes, the jock, the muscle queen, whatever you want to call them, right? There's the leather community, a wonderful community that uh, works very hard for charities often associated with LGBT causes, which is awesome of them. And uh, shit, what other categories would there be? There's old guys, I guess, right? You know, basically over 40. No, it would be it would be fifty or older. I'm fairly sure, is what a an older guy, a daddy. Oh, let's not forget daddy. I proudly take that title, man. And uh, so, so we create these categories, and we put ourselves in them, and we are kind of in a a vacuum bubble with all the people around us that are basically what we are. And that, you know, that's true of, of every category of people in the world, you know, uh, whatever country you may be from, you tend to gravitate towards, you know, if, if there was a room full of everyone in the world, you would tend to gravitate toward the people from your own country. And so, you know, you do establish these, these groups and, I know from experience that the leather community is unfortunately um, kind of disappearing a little bit. And I hope that the younger people 
can enjoy that and revive it. Because at this point here in Boston, uh, there's only one really shitty little, and I mean really shitty, little bar that uh, the leather people will go to. Uh, the one, the big one we used to have, Ramrod, has been overtaken by, I'm not sure what they are. I almost want to say bisexual women, but it's a younger crowd. It's um, tends to be college age. And uh, I've, I've gone into those situations too many times. So tell me, my friends, what category do you feel that you belong to? Now, most people I know are going to say kind of a mix of all of them or none of them or I don't believe in categorizing people or, you know, very, that's very kind, that's very nice, that's a great way to look at the world. But for those of you that do feel that you fit a certain role, um, a certain identity within the gay community of who and what you are, what are you? And I think at this point with not only working at the gyms, but having my book out and talking to people about that and doing the podcast now for a few years, and I just speak a lot to so many different people. That is truly one of the greatest blessings about doing this kind of podcast. I speak to the world and <sighs> if I think about it sometimes, wow, holy shit, really? Um, because I, I see on a report of what countries have at least hit my my podcast. I suppose it could be a bot or something, but I want to believe it's a person somewhere in the Philippines. Hello, Philippines. Somewhere in Kenya. Hello, Kenya. It's it's really amazing that I'm able to to speak to everyone, and I really want to find a way down the road that all of you can kind of bond together, and we have a community within ourselves. And I know that sounds a little like undoable, but I don't know. I'd like to think it is doable somehow because all of you are so incredibly, incredibly nice. And I just feel that sometimes when you feel alone or whatever it is that you identify as, suddenly, you know, if, okay, if you were a twink, you're going to come to a point, try as we might, <laughs> putting on as much moisturizer as we possibly can to try to stay in the twink category. I guess eventually you leave the twink category. And, you know, so therefore, can you still identify and be a part of the twink community, you know? The, you know, 18-year-olds that, you know, all hang out together and get ready to go out for a night of clubbing and having cocktails and, you know, can do you still fit into that or now do you have to move to, I don't know, is it, uh, would you be more of a bear at that point? From a twink to a bear, I don't know. What I'd like to hear from you, if you wouldn't mind sending me a message at an older gay guy show at gmail.com. And it, let's just do it as hankies. Okay. 
as until I'm corrected, dark blue is fucking, light blue is oral, uh, yellow is piss, brown is shit, uh, black I think was leather, is the teddy bear. So I, I, there's always one person out at a dance club back in the 70s that would jam like 15 khakis into his pocket. It was like it was like the NBC peacock was like flowing out of his pocket. Mm. Anyway, tell me what handkerchief you would be. And also, if I'm incorrect about them, please somebody correct me because I want to say I, I don't know red. I can't get red. Fisting? Oh, it might be fisting. I think it's fisting. I'm almost positive it's fisting. Okay. Red, I guess what? Is it blood? No, I don't want to think that. It's pink tissue within you. I don't know. But fisting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so red is fisting. Right is you like to get fisted. Left, you like to fist. Right? I guess. So (laughs) let me know. An older gay guy show at gmail.com. And please check out the YouTube video that will be out this weekend about identity and about outsiders providing an identity for you, which may or may not be a good thing, I guess. And I'll be doing that without drinking, so fear not. So, okay, I'm going to end this episode. I want to stay under 30 minutes, and I won't do these all the time, I promise. But what I think I'm going to do, and I've never, ever, ever done this, is as soon as I'm finished talking, I'm going to save it and export it, and I'm not even going to do any editing to it. So (laughs) when I listen back tomorrow and I panic, if it disappears, um, try to get to it as soon as you can, (laughs) because I may rethink my my sanity of drinking and doing a podcast. Meanwhile, I'll be back soon about handshakes next time. I promise. This is Joey Hernandez. Thank you for joining me today on an older gay guy show. Please check out an older gay guy show at youtube.com. Take care folks. Mm -hmm.